Welcome to the Big Scuba Podcast. Let's get on with the show. Hello, everybody. Thanks for downloading the Big Scuba Podcast. Welcome back. This is episode, episode 10. 10. We're into double figures. Double figures. How about that? Hey, we're everybody. Thank you for the usual likes, shares, comments. Subscribe. We need you to subscribe to the YouTube channel, you know, where it is the big scuba podcast just google it or search it on youtube and find us there but we need more subscribers so uh for this to happen we need you all guys to subscribe please do hello to andy andy aka northern diver hello andy hello andy keep on making the videos everybody if you get a chance if you're on youtube after you subscribe to us go next door to andy the northern diver and make sure you've subscribed to him and make sure that you're looking at his videos to make some really good short punchy colorful videos and fun to watch as well so they are they're really good go. all right so he's good he's a good man so uh look him up and hello to our patrons as all as, as uh, always and uh, you guys you know who you are and thank you very much for all the support that you give us um, we, you know, we can't do this without you, but we need some more. So all the bills aren't paid yet. So if you don't mind, that'd be really great. Um, you know, so more subscribers and you know, just a few more of you, that'd be brilliant. But hey, you know, you know where to come if you want to be a dolphin. An octopus. Octopus. Or a big, and, big blue whale. Yeah, and you know what? We asked, we won't give too much away, but we asked the man, know what his favorite animal was and it was one of them so you need to listen to find out what his favorite marine animal was okay so with no further to do we're very uh honored that uh this guy who's been to some of the top wrecks to go to and visit on this planet he's been to britannic and he's been to the titan what wrecks would you see? Well, that's it, wrecks. It's wrecks and wrecks. And, uh, you know, if you're a wreck diver and you're a technical diver, and even if you like caves, and in fact, even if you're not a diver, you will be interested in this one. So stay put, stay with the download, and enjoy, everybody. Here comes John Chatterton to the show. Hey. But thank you very much for joining us, though, John. Thank you very much. Uh, my pleasure. My pleasure. That's all right. So, uh, how, how are you? How are you guys holding up during the global pandemic? Um, yeah, I think um, we're kind of getting towards the end by the sound of things. There seems to be a uh, a re release coming from the government later this week um, with maybe some views on how we're going to slowly start the cogs turn in again yeah, which should yeah. be quite good how about yourself uh good we, we uh this past weekend they they opened up diving again here in florida so uh, um pe people were out diving people were out on their boats and all that kind of thing so uh i i believe we are uh, we are moving forward and, and uh certainly you, you know they still want the uh the 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 uh, social distancing thing 
You know, they went a couple of meters between divers. So you can't really, you can't really teach under those conditions. No. Uh, um, but, uh, uh, you know, guys are going out, going diving. If uh, uh, um, I, I had wanted to this weekend, I could have probably hopped on the boat, but I was trying to be, not take up space that uh, there's a bunch of people looking to go diving and uh, far more, far more people want to go diving than spots on the boat. So. But uh, probably, probably this week sometime, I'll try and hop on the boat. That's good. Okay, yeah, yeah. that's good. I'm just going to see if I can do something on my uh, phone to capture you both, really. But then it'd be nice to see, because otherwise, Gemma, you're not going to be able to see anything, are you? No. Well, I can hear. That's fine. It's just... Yeah. A, yeah. Try and see. I, 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 I'm not sure I'm comfortable with being captured. No. <laughs> no. Only teasing. So how's the weather in Florida? Um, good. It was probably, uh, I, I don't know, maybe 72 degrees this morning. Uh, 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 I'm not sure what that is, Celsius, but it was uh, 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 nice and comfortable. And uh, the sun is shining. This is the sunshine state, so we got uh, plenty of sunshine. And... Uh, you know, it, 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 things are it, it, where I live is is you know things are kind of quiet during the uh, th- things are quiet in general, but during the uh, 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 the this uh, pandemic, there uh, you know it's it's I probably see more of my neighbors now than I have in uh, <laughs> like six years. So yeah, it's the same here. I think you know you sort of see people from afar and wave at them and smile at them and. Probably wouldn't yeah. have done that in the past. So yeah, yeah. So, yeah. But it's uh, hopefully the end is in sight, so you'll be able to get out and about a bit more. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I, you know, I, I love living in Florida. I think uh, I, this is uh, this is a, a, a great place to live, especially uh, uh, to go diving and all that. So uh-huh. uh, um, it, it's. Uh, you know, it, it is uh, somehow, some way we're moving, moving forward. Good, yeah. good. Yeah. Well, hopefully um, that is the, hopefully that we are, you know, sort of it, the light in, is in the tunnel and uh, we are, that's the right direction. So yeah. none of us want a second spike or anything like that. So, yeah. you know, anyway, well, thank you very much. You know, um, you know, we are quite new to the whole podcast world. And um, we'll try and make it reasonably interesting for you and painless. Uh, um, you know, it, that, that part's on me. But, uh, it, you know, it is, uh, uh, this stuff is, you know, this isn't hard. No. We'll make, we, will, we will come together and make it happen. Now, <laughs> it's like your end of it, you have to actually record it. And, if, you know, by all means, feel free to screw that up as much as you like. <laughs> well, fingers crossed. <laughs> We've had to do uh, several interviews, obviously using Zoom and Skype. So, but you know, it's allowed us, it's given us time to do interviews like this or chats like this, which has been great. It's a yeah, it's sort of a blessing in disguise in some ways, rather because we're not doing our day jobs at the moment. So yeah, sure. So uh, I think, are you putting wires together, Ian? Yeah. So I'll just because of 
we uh, Gemma can't see you, and that would, you know, I think that'd be nice that she can. Hopefully, after this, I can run that. She can see it then. So hopefully, it work. So as long as I don't touch that, that will work fine. We <laughs> we don't have much of a budget, and we don't have much technology. But hey, we we kind of try and make up. Uh, I, 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 I always feel I need more technology and more budget. <laughs> no matter what I'm doing. <laughs> so if I think the if we can make a start, then what we'll do, we'll go through like um, a quick sort of Wikipedia. I always think Wikipedia is quite a good thing to break down and you can say yay or nay whether that's actually correct or not because, hey, we can't believe everything that's on the internet, can we? Uh, no, but, uh, you know, most stuff that is... Um, uh, 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 most stuff that is wrong usually has a thread of right in it. So, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, well, that's a very good good point. I like that. We'll take that. So, John Chatton, welcome very much to joining us on the Big Scoop podcast. Oh, my uh, pleasure. Thank you very much. Online, we've got uh, John Chatton and we've got Gemma and myself. John's in Florida, Gemma's in Pakefield, and I'm in the world of Bungie. Okay. Do you know where Bungie is, John? No. First question up. It's, uh, we're on the east coast of the UK. Oh, so are, are you, uh, you're a uh, North Sea diver? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So uh, um, the joys of the North Sea. It's a nice diving around this way. It's not bad off the coast here. It's uh, yeah. quite easy diving, really. No, I, I've been, uh, I, I've been diving up there. You know, it's been, it's been a while, but uh, the thing I liked most was you guys had some of the old World War One uh, U-boats. Yes. And, uh, you know, even, uh, you know, I mean, let's face facts, facts, they're kind of old, but, uh, you know, they were also some of them salvaged in World War Two and all that. Yeah. But, uh, um, you know, uh, some splendid diving. There is. There is. Uh, also, for uh, new divers, we uh, I help out with a local dive centre in Norwich called Crystal Sea. We during the summer months, um, which is sort of the best sort of time really on our coast, we take them to uh, a wreck, and that's only about four meters deep to the top of the wreck. That's an oh, old World War yeah. One like trawler that went down, and uh, uh, that's a nice easy dive for especially for new newbies. You know, they can easily do bottom of the, the bottom of the deck is about eight eight meters to the bottom of it. So it's not particularly deep and it's reasonably easy, but, you know, it's a nice one to do, really, get people, if they've never dived the sea before, you know, yeah. so that's yeah, quite good. bit different to what you've done. <laughs> <laughs> um, we, what I thought what we'd do, so we will go through the Wikipedia a bit and talk about Britannic a little bit, to talk, and then it's sister ship Titanic, and then we'll go through some like, more of a general type sort of questions and stuff. Sure. Right? All right. OK, so I did a quick little bit of research on Wikipedia to see what Wikipedia has to say about you. So John Chatterton is one of the world's most accomplished and well-known wreck divers. He has he, he was one of the co-hosts for 57 episodes of the History Channel's Deep Sea Detectives television series with Richie Collar, who I uh, messaged the other day and had a chat with. So. Um, worked as a consultant to 20th Century Fox, 
Paramount Pictures, Universal Studios and CBS. Prior to to your career in television, you spent 20 years working as a commercial diver in around New York. And on September 11th, 2001, was actually working on a project in the water underneath the World Financial Center across the street from Tower One. Um, John, so that must have been one. I'm sure you've been asked about that before. That must be one, you know, one day that you're obviously going to remember quite vividly. Um, yeah, I think yeah. it's fair to say all of us remember that day, you know, where we were. I just come back from getting married that day. Um, well, it, was, it, it uh, you know, it was it was a historic day. And, yeah. uh, you, you know, I, I, I mean, I at that point, I, I, I'd had almost uh, like, uh, um, you know, close to 20 years of working in and around New York City. I, I, I was very familiar. I'd been on that particular job for uh, roughly a year. So, uh, uh, you know, it, it's uh, it was a, it was a very I, I wasn't passing by. You know, it, it was a place that I was very familiar with, yeah. uh, uh, right where we were, and, and um, you know, uh, so you you have a certain connection to to the area, and uh, it was that the change was dramatic, mm. and um, you know, it, it it was that that was very much the experience of of most people and the, the only difference is I, I, I was people were probably watching this uh, um, at home on television and they they knew more than we knew on the ground you know because uh, uh, the the the, uh, uh, the cell towers were actually atop the World Trade Center so that knocked out a lot of the cell service and then yeah. you know there's a lot of everybody wants to call and tell their mom they're okay and all that kind of stuff so it was very difficult getting uh, information out but it you know it was it was a historic day it was a pivotal point in in yeah. American history certainly but uh, and uh, the 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 job I was on there was being run by the city. So uh, um, 9-11, the, the towers came down on Tuesday and I went back on Thursday because, uh, um, you know, we were working, we were working for the city. We were working for the government and we tried to reclaim some of our, our equipment that was uh, uh, on the site there. And, and I got the, uh, one of my dive helmets back and, uh, you know, a bunch of dive gear and that kind of stuff. What, uh, but was was, doing? what, what actually was you doing? Do you remember? Um, we, we were working, it, it, you know, when they built the world trade center, they're, they're, they're digging a big hole. Yeah. So they're, they're pulling, they're pulling the dirt out of the hole and, and um, instead of trucking it to, you know, New Jersey or whatever, their their plan was to build more New York City. So mm-hmm. essentially, they're taking the fill from from the the spoil from the hole, and they're just you know building uh, uh, what became Battery Park City. 
Okay. Now, now, but over the over the train tunnels coming into World Trade Center, they didn't want to put dirt on top of that, so they essentially left that area, you know, the 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 original natural seabed for a span of about two hundred foot over each of the tunnels. So, uh, over time, this this manufactured uh, uh, um, land. Uh, started to the, the the bulkheads started to to deteriorate and seep and and uh, so to to keep everything structurally sound, we were uh, uh, covering the old wooden timber bulkheads in concrete and steel, mm-hmm. and, and so we were essentially. But it, it, you know, I mean, it was a span of almost a thousand feet, so we were working from. West Street from from literally when that when they did this whole thing, they built access points into it so you could actually get to the water. But it was, you know, it was it was the it was river water. It was the water. It would rise and fall. I'm sorry. How deep was that? Uh, Oh, you know, I think that probably the deepest part under there was like maybe 20 foot. But, uh, you know, a, a lot of it was. Uh, um, you know, very shallow for, yeah. for where where we were working, but it, you know, it was also, you know, it, 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 there's a lot of pilings and structural beams and that kind of thing. It was very much like being in thick forest. Yeah, yeah. Do you, do you still do that sort of thing if you ever get asked? Uh, you know what? I they, they, I think uh, in general, uh, uh, for for jobs like that, they're going to want to hire some guy who who. Uh, uh, is younger than me and knows less than me, but uh, you know I, I I will still put I, I'll still put a helmet on for for certain projects. You know I, I was working in the Dominican Republic for uh, uh, um, a couple of years. We we were hard hat diving down there. Uh, um, I did some diving up in Oak Island and, and uh, was diving hard hat up there. So yeah. I, I, I don't really involve myself so much in, in, in construction. I prob- If somebody offered me a construction job, I'd probably jump at it just for, mm. uh, it, it, just for fun, you know. <laughs> but it, it, it's, uh, uh, um, you know, I, I, I like the, uh, the hard hat technology, surface-supplied surface diving. Yeah. No, I, I, you know, it's all, it's all for kicks, yeah. you know, all of it. Yeah um that's brilliant john thank you very much for that wow what an interesting man john is john still has lots more to tell us in this episode so do stay tuned john will also be back for more wreck and diving chatter in coming episodes so keep tuning in and if you have any questions for john chatterton then please do email us or contact us via the social media platforms We would like to clarify that we are in no way affiliated with any agency or organisation and all opinions expressed in this episode are our own and those of our guests. You are more than welcome to make comments about the show or if you have suggestions on topics for future episodes or would like to be a guest, then do send us a message via email or our social media platforms. If you would like to follow us on social media, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at The Big Scuba and on Twitter at the underscore big underscore scuba. Check out our Facebook shop where we now have bespoke Big Scuba podcast hoodies for sale. And thank you for all those that have placed the orders so far. They're winging their way to you. 
We also have a YouTube channel where all episodes are streamed along with other footage of dives and your co-hosts. Please do subscribe to the YouTube channel and like and share and like and share. Our email address is thebigscubapodcast at gmail.com and we will respond very quickly. If you would like to support us via Patreon, go to our Patreon uh, website, which is Patreon forward slash the Big Scuba Podcast. Here you can make monthly subscriptions and these start for as little as $2 or approximately £1.60. You can become a big octopus for $2, a big dolphin for $5 or a big orca for $20 and then a massive big blue whale for $50. Any contributions are really appreciated by us. So biggest thank you to our current patrons and Our music is currently supplied by a local band called Telling Truths and our new band called Blood Like Honey. You can listen to them more via iTunes and Spotify. So you also uh, did some military service from uh, 70, 71 Uh in Vietnam as a combat medic in the 4th Battalion, 31st Infantry Regiment. 23rd Infantry Division I was connected to, yeah? Yeah. Brilliant. And um, great experience as well, good and bad? Uh, yeah, you know, I, I mean, it's, yeah, uh, it, you know, it, it is, I was talking to somebody the other day, you know, they they were asking about how uh, uh, um, something had, had impacted me as a, you know, how, how my, my, childhood had you know made me who i am you know and it's you know we're all the end product of a whole bunch of things you know and i think all in all military service was not fun but it certainly was uh um uh uh a, a, a big force in, in developing, uh, you know, who I am today, really. Yeah, well, I, bet, I bet, I bet, it did. yeah, that's, that's understandable. Um, and in in general, I think I think military service is is good. Yeah. Uh, um, because you know, I, I mean, I, like most kids, uh, you know, as as a kid, you don't really learn that kind that discipline to that level yeah you know in in the military and i think that you know it really prepares you for a lot of other things yeah. in, in life yeah it's just true i agree with that definitely i think um straight after school a couple of years is quite a good thing actually you know and yeah. set you up i think for later career and because you don't know what what, what you're going to do straight after school do you you know so yeah, yeah good point um, you've always had a passion for researching, locating and diving the world's shipwrecks. In 1991, uh, discovery and subsequent identification of Hitler's lost sub, the German submarine U-869. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe that they thought that was laying off somewhere off Africa, didn't they? Thought that yeah, Gibraltar. Gibraltar. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, it, you know, it, it is... Uh, um, it's it's interesting when you, you really start uh, delving into history. Yeah. Uh, um, y- you know, history has not been crafted with with 
the 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 level of of detail and accuracy that some of us might like and yeah. and when you fig, figure that out it's like a big shock it's it's like wait a minute you know this is history it's wait you know i'm supposed to be able to rely on this and uh, yeah. so it, you know it, it's exciting uh, um to be in a position to to rewrite some you know small paragraph of of history yeah. and uh you know that that's uh, uh that's that's inspiring because wasn't mean, that a um a fisherman who thought there was a submarine or, or something down there but weren't they weren't yeah certain. yeah, yeah they, they, they were they were out they were fishing the wreck it was uh they, you know it was deeper than most divers were diving that they didn't really they didn't know what it was it, it, you know in retrospect they called it you who didn't they yeah, 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 yeah. You who the you who because there wasn't supposed to, there there wasn't a recorded sinking of of a submarine in that area, and the the nearest submarines were were uh, um like a hundred miles and and more away. It's quite interesting though that it's it got they think it actually got sunk by its own torpedo doing a. Well, you, you know the, the you know the the uh, the, the Coast Guard uh, uh, they they hate they hate to have something like that they hate to not take, have somebody take credit for that you yeah. know uh, in other words so the the Coast Guard says oh no we, oh no we sank that we sank on, sank it on a particular day uh, um I I don't think that's necessarily the the uh, what happened but i i also i don't you know i'm not necessarily sure it was a circular torpedo circular torpedo is is, is a possibility in my mind but it, it's also you know it, it, it you know it's it was an internal explosion the the, the pressure hull is blown out you know not pushed in right. so if if you're diving on a wreck and and you're 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 looking for indicators, I've been on submarines, German submarines, yeah, that, that have been depth charged, and it's like okay, well, you know, what does it look like? Well, the, yeah. the pressure hull is pushed in. Uh, um, this this uh, uh, this site, this submarine did not look like that. It looked entirely different. It's almost blown in two. Yeah, John, we'd like to um, when you know when you when we revisit when you uh, uh, come back again, we'd like to revisit this in a bit more detail. Sure. Um, that's quite an interesting dive because I saw the the dive that you done on, that you put on YouTube about that. And, yeah, sure. Uh, when you went through that, some tricky dive, you know. So I'd like we yeah. not on this course much, but maybe on on the next one that'd be good to sort of dive dive down a bit deeper on into that wreck really with you. Okay. Okay, sure. if that's all right. Um, sure. But, you know, that's quite good. And also, going back to the other things that you've done, so you was also a member of the first technical diving expedition to Ireland, uh, where you dived the wreck of the RMS Lusitania in uh -huh. 1994. Again, a really famous wreck. Interesting point that apparently there was a... Did you know anything about the, the collection of paintings that were apparently on board, by owned by the dealer Sir Who... Percy, yeah, and yeah. Um, it was known to had. I don't know if you knew this, Gemma. Uh, it was known to had 
own the Monet's, Rembrandt's and Rubens. Mm. And before going down on the boat, the rumour was that he sealed the paintings in lead pipes. And at the time, in, 19, in 1915, these were insured for four million at the time. And that was 1915 they were insured for. And they've never been found. So, John, when are you going back? And can I be trained as a tech diver? Uh, um, <laughs> you know, let me say this. Out of all the things that are possible, I would say that uh, the paintings still being intact is not on that list. Now, now you know, and, and let me say, I, I have I have salvaged all kinds of things. I, I you know, I love salvage. I, I, I would be excited to try to return uh, uh, something like uh, Monet's, Monet's, Rembrandt's, whatever, but to, to the surface. However, um, the, the problem is lead, the, the, the lead pipes were, you know, they, they wanted to, to protect the paintings uh, uh, from, uh, uh, you know, be, being damaged, but also protect the paintings from, from damage from moisture. So that's why they use lead. It was easy to seal up. And, uh, you know, the, the problem is lead's relatively speaking, you know, kind of soft. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and I'm relatively sure that when the ship sank in, in 230 feet of water, the, the pipe probably uh, 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 crushed under the pressure. I, w I would say probably you know in the sinking but uh you know uh, that's speculation on my part yeah. but okay. it, it, it's, it's, it's the, this would be one of the wrecks that we you know come back to really at a later date really that'd be good um yeah. you know i think there's a lot there's, you you're one of the divers who've done so many things as you could <laughs> almost throw a stick at a wreck and then uh, chances are you've dived it so uh Poor old Gemma, she was like when we uh -huh. first talked about, um, you know, a few weeks ago when we first started talking, you know, it was Gemma was like, well, there's so many things. I said, yeah, I know, but we just need to sort of kind of cut that down to like a couple of wrecks and then, you know, we can always speak to you and lay it down about some of your others, you know. So it, it, it is, uh, it, 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 you know, there's there's almost nothing you could ask me about that, that, uh, uh, for me, is not is not uh, fun to talk about. Yeah, well, we're talking about something that we all enjoy, and uh, you know that, that's that's good. And you're sitting here with a smile on your face. So that's brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so a few years later, at a depth of 400 meters, 400 feet, who was the first diver to use a rebreather, uh, which is you know at those days was you know right at the start of the technology. Um, so he went to the Britannic and dived that the sister ship of Titanic, uh, which is near the island of Kier in Greece. And we spoke about this all um, just a few weeks ago with Andy Torbert, who who also uh, came on. We had a chat about the wreck. Mm -hmm. um, you, you know Andy? No, uh, I mean I know of him, but I you yeah. know I mean we we haven't dived together or anything like that. Mm -hmm. yeah. I was, you know, because not not many people have dived the Britannic. I was wondering whether you knew him. Yeah. The, uh, uh, um, you know, I've been to Britannic a, a couple of times, and uh, it is uh, um, an awesome wreck. But it's it's also uh, um, 
there's there's a lot of government involved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, yeah. and um, that you know, in in many ways, that can suck the fun right out of it. Yeah, I bet. Takes a long time to um, plan all the dives to the Britannic, doesn't it? It's, you're not talking months; you're talking kind of years. Well, it, it, you know, the it's it, the, the the permitting process is extraordinarily complex, and, and the, the 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 Greeks make it more complex. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, um, yeah, yeah, they certainly make it more complex than it than it it, it necessitates. So when when we 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 dove on Lusitania in in 1994, and, and we said, okay, well, wh- where do you guys want to go next year? A- and uh, we said, like, you know what? No, let's let's go to Britannic. So we were in 1994. We were going to dive Britannic like the next year, and it took four years to get the permits sorted out. So amazing. Yeah. I, I think I think we we did it in less time when we were working for television, but uh, uh, um. You know, I think that I think they probably charged them a lot more money. Yeah, yeah, I bet. So, what's it like going down to uh, those sort of depths to go see Britannic with a rebreather, which you knew was sort of in its early infancy of development? You know, you know, you, you weren't just doing a shallow dive; you're doing a really quite technical dive, you know, deep dive there. You know, how did it feel when you was doing that? How much uh, involvement? It, you know, rebreathers, rebreathers back then were uh, um, uh, it, it, it was totally different. It, it, it was, uh, um, uh, you know, I mean, in, in many ways, we, we we lacked the sophistication that rebreather divers have today. But uh, uh, you know, it was. Uh, um, you know, we were also armed with a lot more in the way of, of knowledge relative to how how things work. You, you know, if you if you go out if you go out and buy a modern rebreather today, it works. Yeah. I mean, you know, you pull it out of the box and the things and the things going to work. And uh, the, you know, my my friend Richie Kohler. Uh, um, when he got into rebreathers, he you know he was doing a lot of diving. Then he he's he's instructing, and he's teaching guys on rebreathers, and he's diving rebreathers literally for years. And he jumps in the water, actually on the U eight six nine, if I'm not mistaken, and his rebreather fails, really, like like, like totally fails. And, um, you know, when, when he, when he got back on the trip, back from the trip, he he called me up and he's like, he says, you know, I mean, I, I like, I, I trained on the rebreather. I I trained for failures. I became an instructor. I trained other divers for failure and and everything was like, you know, training, 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 training. He says, but when, when it happens, it's like totally different. Yeah, because that's about seventy meters down, isn't it? Eight six nine. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and you know he's he's right. It, it is totally different. But early days of breathers, we were we were dealing with failures 
uh, you know, I don't want to say every day, but I, you know, the rebreather that I took to Britannic worked for three dives and it, and it, it, it failed for mm-hmm. three dives, you know, and, and it's like, you know, that's a different, the, the diver's mindset is totally different when you're, you're, you're diving something that, uh, um, regularly is trying to kill you as opposed to something that you're, you're suspicious of, but you know, seems to always work. Yeah. And, um, you know, we, 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 you know, early on there was a, a movement, uh, um, called, uh, alpinism or, uh, divers who were diving rebreathers that, uh, um, Instead of of looking at open circuit bailout, they were if something went wrong with the rebreather, it it's you know you make the rebreather work, you fix it, yeah. you, you you know whether you you turn it into a semi closed circuit rebreather or you know it did it, you know there were a lot of different techniques, but it's like no if the rebreather fails, I'm I'm gonna make I you know I'm obligated to make it work. Yeah. And, and, you know, so it's a different mindset than, uh, um, you know, if, you know, if, if, if you know, if, if, if it seems a little dodgy, uh, I'm, I'm going right to open circuit. Yeah. I was, I, those sort of, those sort of times that when you was uh, diving on them, I kind of would say you, in comparison, it's like going to the moon, you, that sort of that technology where can either it'll work and they're so fragile, you know, as you said, sometimes it'll work and sometimes it don't. You you really, you, you know, I mean, you had to get comfortable with it and, and and that meant, you know, you had to make dives and, 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 you know, the more stuff that went wrong, the more, you know, the, the more comfortable you became, the better the unit got and, and, and all that. Uh, Um, I, I, my first re the first rebreather that I owned was an aura CCR 2000. And I, you know, I had that rebreather because they were the only ones who would sell me a rebreather. Yeah. And who do you dive yeah, with you now? Know. What, what brand do you normally you dive with now? Uh, uh, you know what? I, I, uh, I've, I've got a Meg. Uh, um, I also dive, uh, a, a Revo. Uh, I just, this year got certified on the Revo. And, um, but, uh, uh, you know, I, I, I do a lot more open circuit diving than I do rebreather diving. So for, for the people who are not listening, what brand is, is that? Uh, um, no, I, I said I do more open circuit. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. You know, uh, um, then, then, uh, 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 rebreather diving and, 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 you know, for, Open open circuit is uh, um, easy and and simple. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, it, 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 you know, what are your goals? It depends on your goals. I, I think yes. you can you, you can you know. Last summer I was on the Andrea Doria and I and I dove at open circuit. And, yeah, and, and you know, and I, yeah, and, and I did it and had fun. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I saw that one. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good, good bit of video as well. So, uh, no, thank you very much for that. And so, what got you into diving in the first place? Uh, um, I, you know, I had, uh, uh, 
I had an epiphany. Right. Of, uh, uh, you know, I was, uh, you know, I'd done a lot of different things. I'd, I'd been in the military. I'd, I'd worked as a commercial fisherman. Uh, I'd worked in construction. I had, uh, 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 done different things and, you know, nothing really felt right. So I was going to go to school and become a computer programmer. And, yeah. and uh, literally in the middle of the night, I woke up and I said, I don't want to work under fluorescent lights for the rest of my life. Okay. And I said, I'm going to be a commercial diver. Yeah. And, and I had absolutely no idea what commercial divers even did. But, <laughs> it, you know, I. I went and got a uh, copy of Skin Diver magazine. Now, up to that point, I, you know, I'd, I'd done some scuba diving, but I, I, I wasn't certified, and I, I, you know, I mean, I wasn't a proficient diver or anything else. Right. But uh, so, so, but you know, I mean, the first serious diving I did was, you know, working dives. So why not something easy like tennis? You know, why, <laughs> you know, that's an easy sport. There's not many risks. You can just well, go have a go. Well, you know, I, in all honesty, I've never really looked at diving as a sport. Uh, you know, uh, it, it, it is, you know, I, I get it. It, it is, but it, it, I've never looked at it that way. Uh, I've, I, I look at every dive as having some kind of mission. Now, now granted, most dives are training dives. The overwhelming majority of dives are training dives. Yeah. But they get you ready for the big dive. Yeah. You know, so I, I always I always feel like I, I have a purpose in, in the water. In other words, I never just like swim around and, and look at stuff. It, it, it's, uh, you know, if that's if that's the dive, uh, um, you know, my, my girlfriend likes uh, uh, taking pictures underwater. Well, if I'm diving with her and, and, you know, if she wants to take pictures of me, great. But if if she's taking pictures of something else, you know, I, I'm working on uh, um, uh, the uh, uh, equipment or I'm working on my computer or I'm, I'm working on something that that get, I, I benefit from from a, a, a training perspective and yeah. for me that's fun yeah you know I, I i i enjoy that i enjoy honing my skills uh, uh um you know diving is a complex skill yeah and, and if you're not diving uh, um you're going to loot you're going to you know this your skills are are uh, uh, are, are going to suffer yes so yeah. the thing is it you know it, it's you know i've been doing this long enough that I can always find something to work on that makes me feel like uh, I'm, I'm, I'm progressing. And, and for me, you know, that, you know, that's fun. That, you know, when I was working in construction, it, it, it's, you know, okay, what are we going to do? And guys would say, you know, well, but did, you know, this is the problem that we have. Can you do that? You'd say, oh, yeah, of course I can do that. Well, have you ever done that before? Oh, yeah, you know, we've done, don't, you know, don't worry about it. And then, but then you walk away and you're like, oh man, now how am I going to figure this out? I got to, uh, you know, try and try and make it happen. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, it, 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 you know, it was the same thing up at, uh, uh, um, uh, Oak Island in, in, in Canada. 
you know, they, they came to me because they tried to get the job done with other divers and it, and they could, it didn't work out. Yeah. Well, for, you know, for me, that's, I, you know, there's nothing I'd rather do than, than work on something where uh, um, they can't seem to get it done. But because it's, it's all about, it's all about, you know, it's all about fish, figuring it out, yeah. figuring out how the dive is going to go, visualize it. Uh, um, prepare for it, and then just go out and execute it. The diving part dive, of it's like easy. Dive the plane. It's just yeah. good to have a purpose. Well, that's it for me for the time being. So we'll get. Um, I'll have a little bit of a rest while Gemma <laughs> takes over. Off you go, Gemma. <laughs> what sort of age were you when you started diving? I'm sorry. What? How old were you when you decided to uh, I, diving? Yeah. You know, I started I started working as a diver in uh, I was like 20. I was 30 years old, mm. uh, um, but I made my first scuba dive at like when I was 10. And um, I, I think uh, um, by the time I went to commercial dive school, I already brought a significant, uh, uh, you know, I, I'd, I'd worked as a medic in, in the military. So I'd worked as a respiratory therapist and I'd even actually worked as a respiratory uh, therapy trainer. So I had a, I had a good, strong medical background and specifically in, in, in uh, uh, respiratory therapy so so th that really paid off on on, on decompression yeah. working as a as a commercial fisherman uh, um you know I, I learned welding i learned seamanship splicing lines uh, uh, um working with winches uh, and as a a carpenter it, it's you know working in construction I, le I learned about you know concrete wood uh, um uh, uh, structure. Uh, and, and so it, it's to me, by the time I came to diving, I feel like I was able to take advantage of like everything I'd done up to that point had, had prepared me for diving. And, and when I, when I, my, my first commercial dive was in a, an old, uh, uh, um, Mark five unit, you know, the, 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 you know, the big helmet, the big, you know, men of honor thing with the, the breastplate and the, you know, 200 pounds of gear and all that. And, and it's, you know, it's like, my, you know, that's my first, my first dive in, in, in dive school. It's like, okay, put all this stuff on and, and it's like get in the water and, and yeah, and you know, you can't see anything. You got to make stuff work. And, and, and as you're being lowered down to the bottom, it, it's it's like it just you know it it is uh, um a a an experience like no other yeah i've, I've dived in one of them hats where yeah. uh, 15 stone at all weighed yeah he's just he's like walking on the moon it's now, did, did, did that have the breastplate or was it yeah. attached had to your the whole plate um yeah. Yeah. and big boots and um, yeah. i've got some pictures actually i was online somewhere and uh, with the great big hat and the airline, as we did it as a um, an experience for the day, and uh, yeah, yeah, it's good. Yeah, couldn't believe how heavy it all was. Yeah, and, and you know, it, it's 
you know, when I when I went to commercial dive school, it's like, OK, you know, you're in class with other students. Well, you're not. You, nobody is going to go to commercial dive school unless unless you're really competitive. Yeah. You, you know, I mean, you, you want to compete against the other students. You want to be the guy with the, the, the fastest time or the best job or, uh, you, you know, you, you want to be you want to be the number one guy. You want to get the best score on the test and, and, and all that kind of thing. Yeah. And, and I think th- throughout almost the entire school, I was probably, you know, there's only six guys in, in, in the class. And I, I was probably, you know. I, w- I was, you know, number one occasionally, and and number two probably more often in 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 ranking, which which really kind of motivated me, you know, it motivated me to 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 you know do better, you know, l- learn more, work faster, figure out shortcuts, uh, that kind of thing, and, and that's exactly the mindset that you need. For, yeah. for working in the water. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. Do you come from a family of divers, or is it something that? No, no. I, I, you know, um, I, I think I could honestly say, you know, my, my uncle was in the the navy in the submarine service, as was my grandfather. But uh, um, you know, I didn't really understand the concept of submarines. I, you know, I mean, when I went in the military, I was in the army, not the navy. Uh, um, but it, it is uh, no, and and you know where where my desire came from for diving, I got no idea. Yeah, <laughs> I I literally woke up in the middle of the night. And I was like, oh, this is uh, I'm not gonna. Be, I'm not going to be a computer programmer. Uh, yeah. I, this is what I'm going to do. And, and um, somehow, some way it worked out. I, I could have been something, you know, it could have been something totally stupid and, and not worked, I guess. But I'm going to be a baker. Well, at least we know it wasn't a nightmare. Uh, no. <laughs> not that. So when, when you were commercial diving, did you do recreational diving as well? Or was it just a job? You know, this is, you know, when, when I was, when I was working as a commercial diver, I mean, I was, I was like serious as a heart attack. You know, I I was like, you know, I wanted to be number one. I wanted to be the best. I I wanted to be, you know, they have an expression in in, uh, commercial diving. You're only as good as your last dive. Mm -hmm. So, so, so it's, so it's like, you know, I want, I wanted you know, I, I had this desire to, to be better. So what did I do? So I I was like, you know what? And, and, you know, commercial divers go from job to job to job. It's it's not like you get a job and then, you know, it's, it's like working at McDonald's or something where, you, you know, you're, you're nine to five Monday to Friday. So when I wasn't working, I was like, you know what? Uh, uh, um, I, I how do I hone my job skills? And I said, okay, well, you know, I'll, I'll, I'm gonna do scuba diving. Mm-hmm. A- and I started scuba diving. And, and you know, I lived in New Jersey, so pretty much everybody was wreck diving. You know, that's that's the kind of diving that local divers did. Yeah. So I started, I started, uh, uh, shipwreck diving and, and, you know, I mean, I was doing things like spearfishing. I was doing things like collecting lobsters and, 
but I didn't really have have a, a feeling for the shipwrecks uh, um, until I, I kind of uh, uh, I, I fell in with with a group of very serious wreck divers, and and, and literally they taught me. Ca- Captain Bill Nagel on on the Seeker was really my mentor, a- and it's like. Uh, uh, we, we we were on a particular wreck and, and it was no good for spearfishing and it was no good for lobster and I was kind of complaining and he and he was like well you know what why don't you go down and see if see if you can uh, you know recover an artifact and I was you know I, and I went down uh, um I recovered the the swing plate from a porthole and uh you know, I got it. This is, you know, this is this is the 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 goal-driven diving that that I like to do. Did you get anything back from the Britannic? Uh no, but Britannic, you know, we weren't allowed to bring anything up uh, and uh Britannic the only thing we were uh, um allowed to do was uh, uh uh you know, bring back information, which I think we did a good job of. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, um, uh, uh, John John Yurga found a, a uh, uh, um, White Star Line uh, uh, teacup. Yeah, and, and which we, we weren't e- we weren't even sure that that any of the uh, um, accessories and stuff, you know, but because it was. Uh, oh, it was it was really commissioned as a as a hospital ship. You know, it never really went into service as a as a, a, a cruise liner. Mm-hmm. But, uh, um, you know, that that uh, that certainly for John Yerger would have been an, a, a, an awesome uh, artifact. But uh, it's one of those things that uh, that that wasn't uh, legally what uh, the agreement was. So uh, he, he took it out, photographed it and put it back. I was trying to read the plaque. There's a plaque on the sh- on the side, isn't there? Um, the Jack Cousteau plaque. Oh yeah, I you know I I, uh, I, I never saw that, and, and generally speaking, uh, um, you know it, it, I, they, they've got the same thing on on Titanic. You know, they, everybody everybody who goes there wants to leave a plaque. It, it's like. Yeah. You know, I, I was I wanted to pick up all the plaques and throw them in the sand. It's like you know, you it's like leaving trash behind. It is, know? yeah. I, I, I realize it's it, you know it, it it you know in most cases it's it's about you know uh, you know it's it's like graffiti. It, it, you know, so it's I I don't I don't I don't like to leave things on the rack. Uh, um, I, I I'm not opposed to bringing things back up. But uh, also, it's it's like it's like the poem uh, uh, Ozymandias, you know, uh, it, it is, you know, even the plaques are vulnerable. John, I thought you were going to read the, us a poem then. <laughs> my name is Ozymandias, king of kings. Look on my works, ye mighty in despair. Um, That's brilliant. It, well done. <laughs> I like that. It, it, it is, um, you know, it, it, it's about it's about it's it, it's about how we we tend to think we're far more important than we really are, and the sands of time kind of uh, 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 will always win in the end. 
John, you, you're not just a diver after all. You're a poet too. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, the thing, uh, uh, you know, I also take out the garbage and feed the dogs. And, yeah, you know. me too. Me too. <laughs> I, keep, I keep trying to, you know, find something to help, but, you know, it just comes down to me. I, I, keep, trying my, I keep trying to train my kids to do it, but they just look at me and go, no, that's okay. Hey, hey. You know, every every bag out to the trash can is a training. That is. That's what I, drop. That's what I need to do. That's what I need. Hi, kids. Harvey, honey, hello. <laughs> I always say I say hello to them. Oh, there you go. You got to, yeah. So, what, what inspires you to, you know, dive? Because you've done all these amazing dives. So what makes you get out of bed in the morning to do another dive? Um, I, you know, I, I, people quite often ask me, they say, uh, um, what's your favorite wreck? And my, my answer is always the next one. Mm. And, and, and that's what, that's what, you know, I, I've got, you, you know, I mean, guys have written books about, you know, uh, successful projects that I've been involved in. But, but trust me, I've been I, I've been involved in a lot more things where, you, you know, I, I feel it's like it's not done yet or it was a total failure or uh, uh, um, somehow, some way uh, um, it ended up, you know, uh, uh, with a, an unsatisfactory conclusion. So I, I, I've got I've got things that that I know I'll never be able to go back and finish. And uh, I've got things that I'm determined to go back and finish. Do you think you'll go back and, to like Britannic or Titanic? Not, uh, uh, you know, I, I don't. I don't know that there's anything else for me to do there. And you know, Britannic. Britannic's a, a, a you know a deep dive. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. Uh, uh, um, but I, I don't know what there is for me. You, you know, you you. Uh, uh, John Hulbert, who was a, 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 a guy that a, a diver in uh, New Jersey that I really expect, uh, respected, he used to say the most valuable thing you can return from uh, uh, on a wreck, uh, uh, return with, is is knowledge. And, and so, uh, you know, I, I'm not sure why I would go back to Britannic. Uh, um, yeah. you, you know, for me. You know, I, the, the, if somebody's going there next week, I, I certainly hope they have some sort of inspiration. There's some reason why they want to go dive the wreck. But for me, you know, I, I, it was, you know, I, I dove it in the 90s. I dove it in, uh, uh, you know, 2005. And it's like, I don't I don't know. I don't know what I would want to go back there for. And I also realize, you know, your dogs are now about to kill somebody. So, what's the matter? What is it? It's probably the Amazon guy. Is it? Must be the Amazon guy, eh? <laughs> yeah. Oh no, they, they, you know, they, they, they're trying to impress me. We, we uh, Melissa and I have three dogs. We got, we got a bulldog, a boxer, and a labradoodle. Uh, and, awesome. and so they're all different and, and they're all trying to like uh, impress upon us. So look how hard I'm working. So who's you know, barking? Got, uh, uh, they're, all, they're all kind of barking now. But it's, uh, <laughs> Do you 
Don't you just love having pets? <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, you know, it, it is... Uh, um, for, for me, I, I would not want... It, it, it would take a lot of time and energy to go to Britannic. Yeah. And I could just as easily go somewhere else. And, and I could go somewhere else and do something that I haven't done as opposed to something that... Uh, um, I, I just, you, you know, I, 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 I went to, uh, last year I went to the Andrew Dory. I haven't been there in a, in a couple of years. Uh, and it's, it, you know, I, I think it was a real, uh, um, it was, it was an experience. I think I learned a lot. Yeah. Uh, um, in, in that the, the, the wreck has, uh, changed so much. Mm-hmm. But, to, but two things, Num- number one, I think I, I, I learned a lot about how the wreck was, was aging. And, and number two, I was thinking I have aged far better than the wreck has. So that just That's made good. me feel good. That made me feel good in general. That's a positive. We like that. That's good. Yeah, that's good. Well, let's talk about the Titanic for a little bit then. Um, sure. So when exploring Titanic, you're crammed into this submersible as a mere submersible. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, by the same organization that done the spaceships. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. They also do farm tractors. They, they do, uh, you know, all kinds of stuff. They're, they're a big manufacturing conglomerate. Yeah. And it's like, you know, Mondays we're going to do, we're going to do farm tractors. Uh, Tuesdays we're going to do airplanes. Wednesdays we're going to do submersibles. It's, it's interesting, you know, it was, it was fun. The, the Russian mindset was, was fun to deal with. And, and uh, you know, it, on vodka, wasn't it? Uh, um, you, you know what the, the, when we were all done and, and heading back to, uh, uh, um, Nova Scotia, or uh, 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 heading back to, to Newfoundland. Yeah. Uh, um, we uh, we we had like a party, you know, like okay, we're we're done with all the work. We had a party. Yeah. Uh, um, I would say I I saw at least a, a, a hundred people, probably well more than a hundred people, that worked on that vessel that I never saw. Like the whole, the whole time we were there, but it's what is party time? It's like, no, there, I'm coming to the party. So, uh, um, but it, it, you know, it, it is, it's, it's, it's different. It's, it's different diving, and, yeah. and, and it is, uh, um, you know, the, the the Russians had a very professional operation, but uh, the, you know, it, it, the descent to the wreck. Uh, took like two and a half hours. Wow. The 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 our bottom time on the wreck w- was really governed by our electrical power. In other words, we, power is is time. Mm. So so uh, um you know we we got about five to six hours on the bottom, a- and then it's like okay now it's time to return it's another you know two and a half hours so it's like a, it's like a 10 11 hour dive so in that expedition it's just it, it was one time you went down wasn't it 
couple of times. Yeah. Twice you went down. Yeah. Blimey. yeah. Okay. Now, how many times did you do the Britannic? Um, the, the, I was on two expeditions, and, and I think the, uh, the 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 first expedition I got like six dives. Right. Okay. Yeah. And, and uh, on the second expedition, I, I think I only got like four dives mm -hmm. uh, um, because the, the Greeks were shutting us down because they, they were uh, 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 they said we were uh, we were inside the wreck. And I'm like, of course, we're inside the wreck. You know, that was that was our, that was our plan. <laughs> and, and, and they're like, oh, well, you know, you're not allowed in the wreck. How did they know? No one, no one has ever been allowed in the wreck. They were, they were looking at our videos, uh, and, and the video we shot, and they said no one has ever been allowed in the wreck. And, and I'm like, no, I, I, I specifically have been mentioned by name as being allowed in the wreck the last time I was here. Yeah. And we told you we were going inside the wreck. And they're like, oh, well, you know, what does your contract say? And, and you know, they, they hand me the contract that it's like, oh, triangle, happy face, backwards E. I, I got no idea what this is. What are you talking about? It's like, so they're like, uh, oh, no. Oh, I bet. Yeah. Lots of uh, manyanas were in it as well, apparently. I'm sorry? Lots of manyanas were mentioned in it as well. That's me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's close enough. What are you on about? The, the, uh, it, you know, it, it is. I, I I understand their their thinking relative to protecting the rock. Uh, um, however, uh, um, you, you know, it is it it is uh, 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 rebreather divers yeah. are, are not going to to go into the wreck and, and create any kind of damage whatsoever. So. John, also, I dived the uh, Thistlegorm um, about nearly two years ago now, yeah. and um, I was with somebody who dived that, they say about 10 years prior to that, and uh, anyway, you, you can see the damage was going on. And she said to me the last time she went down, there was a rail that went round the front of the ship, which is now gone because everybody was in that. Is this the thistle gorm? Or? The thistle gorm, yeah. This okay, is yeah. the thistle gorm. Yeah. And this, she, I, so I, I asked her, you know, can, can you remember much difference of when you last dived this 10 years ago? And she said, yeah, because a lot of the boats, the dive boats then were attaching their uh, yeah, lines sure. to the rail and the rail is yeah. now gone. Yeah. And over time that's now sort of starting to you know break down as well because a lot of the oxygen is left getting into the under yeah, yeah. In, in, you know in the holes and stuff well you know that there are there are uh, um divers who behave badly mm -hmm. you know that there are divers who who don't uh uh, uh who who create damage that is un unnecessary however uh, um you know, uh, there is a there is a day where the ship lands on the seabed, and there is another day where there's nothing but a brown stain on the sand. Yeah. In, in between, you know, there is a the ship is in transition from the day it it sinks, yeah. and, and we all know the way it's going to end up. You, you know, it, it's it's going to end up basically. Uh, a, 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 a,
very low profile uh, uh, um, elevation on the seabed, yeah. and, and it's just, and that's just the way it is. Yeah. You know, it, it, you know, it, it is ash, ashes, right. ashes to ashes stuff. Yeah. But you know, sometimes you know, divers will will uh, you know, boat captains especially will will create damage. Uh, um, by by trying to like you know tie into the wreck or you know uh, how, how you know any any number of different practices, but if a diver is down there and a diver puts his hand on the railing and the railing crumbles, well, guess what? Uh, you know uh, the, the railing was ready to crumble anyway. Yeah. yeah. And, and and it's just it's because it's aging. Now yeah. you shouldn't swim around trying to. Uh, 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 you know, damage things, but it, it's it, you know, I mean, wreck diving is a contact sport. Um, certainly at the level where you're making wreck penetration, you're not going to you're not going to penetrate a wreck and not not touch anything. Yeah, you know. So, uh, uh, you know, at the same time, if you're swimming around on the outside of the wreck, you know, I mean, maybe you know, I don't like to swim anywhere. You know, yeah. I mean, I'm lazy. It's like, uh, what? I got to swim. <laughs> it's, it's, I, I'm, I'm, I am, you know, certainly one of the things that, that, uh, um, I, uh, you know, I, I, I train divers for technical diving and, 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 uh, uh, you know, wreck penetration and all that kind of stuff. And, and one of the th things I try and, and, and press upon them is minimizing their physical effort their exertion when they're in the water yeah. you know it's, it's not the same as as being top sign and, and you know when we, in the old days when we were diving air on the andrea doria uh, um the dives where you you jump in the water and the current was strong and you've got to fight to get to the anchor line and then you've got to fight your way down to the wreck and now the current's trying to push you off the wreck and you go you know, you, you, you're struggling, you, you're consuming more gas than usual, you're, you're building up CO2. Those were the dives where it's like, uh, you know what, yeah, uh, uh, how'd the dive go? Uh, you know, everything sucked, nothing happened right, and I'm not, the parts of it, I'm not even sure what was going on or if I was there. At, at the same time, the days where there, there's not current, where you're very conservative on your expenditure of, of energy, you're, you're minimizing the body's production of, of CO2, you go down and it's like, oh, I'm on air, I'm on 250 feet of water, and, you know, a, a, you know every, everything was great. Yeah. Well, it, it, it's why. Well, because because you're minimized. We we didn't understand about CO2, but we did understand that if we minimized our physical exertion, we got more done. We we were far more productive. It was a much uh, 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 there was less drama, which made it a safer dive. But uh, uh, it and it's so a when did this uh, the the uh, 1980s, yeah. you know. You know, uh, we, we started diving Trimix in, in the 90s, but, yeah. uh, you know, we, we were we were diving the Andrea Doria uh, uh, um, seldom to 250, but we were we were diving to 220, 230 regularly. 
because Jack Cousteau, um, he dived the Britannic, didn't he, with um, an open circuit on air, mm-hmm. apparently. And then, so how far would you would you say you would go on air? How deep would you say you'd? Well, you know the the. the your 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 considerations there's there's three reasons for uh, uh, um using helium in your breathing mix uh, um number one is uh, um you you want to knock down the oxygen in, in other words your oxygen is too high it puts you at, 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 at uh, greater risk for oxygen toxicity. So it, it, it's a how do you how do you knock the oxygen down? Well, you use essentially you're diluting the oxygen in the breathing mix by adding a third gas, which, which is helium. Yeah. The, the the second thing is is gas density. Helium is a very light, fast molecule. Uh, um, oxygen and nitrogen are, are similar when it comes to density, but air is a far more dense gas than anything trimix. So yeah. if if you've got uh, 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 if you're adding helium to the mix, uh, um, it's it's going to decrease your work of breathing because you have a a, a lighter, less viscous breathing mixture that you, you, you're moving in, in and out of your lungs. And, and, and the last thing is narcosis is, you know, it, it's the, the helium is, is far less narcotic than nitrogen. Yeah. Now, having said that, how narcotic is nitrogen? Well, nitrogen is somewhat narcotic, but nitrogen is not nearly as narcotic as CO2. CO, CO2 is, is far more narcotic. So, you know, if you're on a 80 foot dive somewhere or a hundred foot dive and somebody gets back on the boat and they're like, Oh man, you know, I was, I was so narked out on that dive. It's like narked out. It's like, it's like 80, 80 foot. Yeah. No, man. I was like really narked out. It, it, it's, they're either, I used to think they were all lying. But actually, they're telling the truth. They're, they, but they're not suffering from nitrogen narcosis. They're suffering from CO2 narcosis. Really? And invariably, if somebody says, oh, I was down in 80 feet of water, I was really narked. You say, what were you doing? Nothing. <laughs> like, uh, and I'm like, you were just floating in the water? Well, no, you know, I mean, I was swimming around. Ah, flutter kick? Oh, yeah, that's a good you know, they, they, they lit that they, they're physically exerting themselves. They're yeah. making CO2 that there's because they're breathing on a mechanical advice. It, it, it's naturally, they're naturally going to retain a greater amount of CO2 and they, they are suffering from narcosis, but the narcosis is not nitrogen narcosis. Now uh, on a deeper dive, you can have CO2 narcosis combined with nitrogen narcosis and, and you know, that's the kind of thing where you're, you're starting to, like, not remember stuff on the dive or yeah. make, make mistakes. Uh, um, I, 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 was, uh, I was setting the hook on the, on the Andrea Doria with uh, Richie Kohler one time. A- and um, 
there was a, a strong current and, and we, you know, we're, we're, we're working hard. We're, we're dropping down and we're just bouncing all over the rack and we're struggling with the chain and the, and the, the, uh, uh, um, grapple, but I'm on helium. He's on air. So, you know, he's breathing a much more viscous mixture uh, um, he's working harder. Plus, we're working on the chain. We're working on the grapple, and, and he 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 ties the chain into the rack, gets it all done, and then he undoes the whole thing. And I and I'm like, I'm not sure what the hell he's doing, <laughs> but I, I but I have my video camera, and I'm shooting video of him. Not that I wanted to shoot video of him tying off to the rack, but I just have you know I, I was shooting the rack. And I've got my camera. So he unties the whole thing. And then he ties it back up again. <laughs> and so we, we get back on the boat. Now I'm like, uh, so what, we, what was the deal with, with, you know, tying it and then untying it and then tying it again? And he's like, what are you talking about? I said, you tied it and then you untied it. You took the shackle out and uh, unwrapped it. I said, and then you redid it. And he's like, no, I didn't. Shame. And I'm like, yeah, actually, you did. And he's like, no. I said, no, you did do it. And here, I've got the video of you doing it. He literally was, he was overwhelmed, not from nitrogen narcosis. You know, he was, he was overwhelmed with CO2 narcosis wow. from working so hard. I, you know, it's not that nitrogen narcosis isn't a thing. It, it is a thing. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's this. It's not this. Yeah. And, and, and um, when, you, when you combine the two of them, it is, uh, um, you know, it, it can be... Uh, um, uh, 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 a a a power have a powerful impact on your diet. Yeah, oh, definitely, John. We'd like you know come back to that maybe you know when we talk about some of these other wrecks as well. Uh, and uh, I think it's a really uh, interesting point you know you've made. And um, having felt a bit of narcosis myself, I think it's quite a good thing to get that understanding of what that feels like and to, to feel what it's like when that starts coming on you. So you can recognize it. Uh, but, it, it you, know, the, the, you know, the thing is, it, it's, it's kind of difficult to, to, you know, when I when I train divers for Trimix, you know, we do deep air dives and we do do Trimix dives. And, and lately I've started doing a thing where where divers transition from air to to uh, uh, my Trimix gas on the bottom. And, and what I've found is some guys are, are like. Oh man, you know, I, I was down there and it was like, everything was black and white. And, and you know, I went on the Trimix and it, all of a sudden all of the colors came in and I'm like, Oh, okay. well, you know, <laughs> that one, you know, uh, um, so, you know, I mean, people, people are different. A, a, every diver isn't the same and every dive is every, every dive is truly unique. So, you know, there's, there's, there's a lot of, of, variables but if you're using uh, uh um you, you you're physically exerting yourself you're you're burning a lot of oxygen you're creating a lot of co2 
there there is very sharp downside to that. Yeah. And, and it, it's you know it's not it's not advantageous. Yeah. And and, and it, you know even uh, even up for regular dives, uh, um, you know recreational dives, minimizing your physical exertion makes a big difference. Well, well you know, it's one of the things I'm, we've talked about before is fitness in diving, and you know Andy Torbett he was talking about it as well. Uh, Christina again, you know that. I think most people now kind of got the idea now that I think um, fitness and diving the two things that really got to go together. So well, uh, that's good. Know, fit, fit, fitness, fitness is certainly one thing, and, and uh, I'm, I'm not going to uh, uh, um, poo-poo that at, at all. Fitness is important. However, uh, um, aside from aside from fitness, is also expenditure of energy. Yeah. You know, so if you, if you are expending energy, uh, um, you, you have to, you know, is it necessary? You know, there are times where it is. If, if you can, if you can use less energy, you know, yeah. instead of, instead of a, a, a flutter kicking in the, in the current, can you get down on the rack and grasp and pull? Yeah. You, you know, it is. The, the real problem is CO2. It's not It's not nitrogen. Yeah, brilliant. All right. Okay, well, thank you very much for that. And that's hopefully, you know, we can go back to that. I, I agree with everything. I, I noticed that from my diving and some of the students we've had, you know, is um, and some of the tech divers I've dived with, uh, you know, one of the things they said to me is, you know, sort of chilling out before you get in the water and keeping calm. And so, you know, before you even enter the water, so your heart rate's low. So you and, and, and you know, for 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 technical divers, uh, uh, um, one of one of the things that uh, um, we want to develop as a as a as a, a fundamental primary skill is self awareness. Yeah. Because it's not it's not just it's it's not one thing. It, it, it's like you know how how there's a whole list of things you're supposed to be doing. I'm supposed to be like paying attention to my buddy, looking at my pressure gauge, watching my my dive computer. I'm supposed to be navigating. I'm supposed to be uh, uh, looking at my depth. It, you know, it doesn't doesn't matter what the dive is. There's a whole list of things you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. No, it's true. If, if you're if you are doing other things that are are lessening your your ability to to uh, uh, perceive what's going on, it, it, you're at, you're at a disadvantage. Yeah, you don't want to lose. You don't want to have perceptual narrowing. You don't want to lose your peripheral vision. You want to be as aware as possible. And a good breathing pattern, and and minimal production of CO two is going to deliver that. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. Well, that was brilliant. Cheers, John. Thank you very much for your time uh, on that one. We're going to part the waves here with that um, interview because, Gemma, did you enjoy that? Oh, it's amazing. Good? Just yeah. listening to Rex, it's just a whole new chapter of diving, isn't it? Just like, yeah, just that was. Rex is like, wow. Yeah. And treasure. Yeah, well, it is. It's all about the treasure and, you know, finding these bits and pieces and discovering new wrecks all out there. So, you know, thanks very much, John, for that. And we will look to catch up with John very shortly in the next few days. Yeah. So yep. we'll basically we'll end this podcast here and then 
bringing the next episode out in the next couple of days following on from where we left off. Yep, so it'll be another episode with John Chatterton. Woohoo! Cheers, John. Thanks a lot. Speak soon. <laughs>